it was a terrible plague of locusts. That's why a fast was proclaimed and conversion called for in our first reading. It is interesting how such woes give pause for an examination of conscience, illness, financial hardship, even just bad luck can prompt us to ask, what am I doing wrong? Our faults may have no relation to our troubles, but troubles seem to have a way of helping us discover poor choices, shortcomings, sin. The plague was understood as heralding the day of the Lord. It was seen as an anticipation of the judgment God would bring when he would finally return to Zion and set things right, reconciling a fallen world with himself, who is love, truth, goodness, life itself. God had entered into a covenant with the Israelites who were called to be representatives of the human race, acting on mankind's behalf. But they broke the covenant and called down a curse. Yet God is faithful and just. He fulfilled his side of the covenant and ours, while also accepting our curse by giving us his son, the true representative of Israel and all mankind, Jesus, who became a curse, sin, as St. Paul said, so that we could be set right with God. But we have a part to play, too. That's what Paul meant when he said, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain. By cooperating with that grace, Christians fulfill their role as representatives of the reconciliation effected in the person of Jesus. Something of the new world to come should be seen in us. That's our mission. Jesus' words in the gospel seem to point out acts that compromise this mission. He's not indicating that religion should be private, but that following him requires integrity. He's giving examples of action saying one thing, while the intention seeks something else, recognition, for example. Life then becomes fragmented, disjointed, inauthentic, making life vain, leading us to compromise our mission. Religious things professing faith can be done, but in vain. Lent is that season of reflection during which we hit the pause button and ask the question, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing wrong? I am dust and to dust I shall return. What choices am I making that are in vain? The gospel certainly invites us to ask, is it the way I'm participating in religious things? Am I just going through the motions? Where's my heart at in mass? Do I engage or am I just kind of hedging my bets, hoping to avoid an unpleasant afterlife? Is there real prayer in your life? Are you intentional about it? Before meals, before bed, a little quiet time each day? In the letter of John Paul II I quoted on Sunday, he spoke of the Sunday rest as a human right, saying that the state must guarantee to the worker the exercise of this freedom. That's amazing. That's how essential the Sunday rest is. But remember, rest doesn't mean the couch and football or Netflix or whatever. Rest means 
imitation of God. What does your Sunday look like? How is it an imitation of God? What about giving up social media, maybe altogether, or at least on Sundays? How about being intentional about good family time, visiting grandparents, spending time together outdoors? Habits begin early. Before your kids get to kindergarten, decide how much influence you will permit sports to have on your family. They do have the capacity to dictate your lives and your kids' aspirations. Avoid shopping on Sundays. Consumerism has such a hold on us and such far-reaching impact. John Paul II said, it is not wrong to want to live better what is wrong is a style of life which is presumed to be better when it is directed towards having rather than being, and which wants to have more, not in order to be more, but in order to spend life in enjoyment as an end in itself. It's therefore necessary to create lifestyles in which the quest for truth, beauty, goodness, and communion with others for the sake of common growth are the factors which determine consumer choices, savings, and investments. In his desire to have and to enjoy rather than to be and to grow, man consumes the resources of the earth and his own life in an excessive and disordered way. At the root of the senseless destruction of the natural environment lies an anthropological error, which unfortunately is widespread in our day. He's saying the environment's destruction is due to a faulty understanding of who we are. I just think of some of the unnecessary purchases I have made in my life and feel ashamed. Just say no to things you don't need, especially on Sundays. Friends, we have been given a lofty mission. The few acting on behalf of the many, calling a sinful world back to God, being agents of reconciliation, which if it is to be meaningful and not vain, must begin with the conversion of our own hearts this Lent.